Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got Eric, we got Megan, we got Rudo. We got an Avs game tonight, though it's not going to be televised. Uh, you can get it on Minnesota radio. I think that's the only place you'll be able to get it. So, yeah, take that with a grain of salt and take the roster the Avs have sent to Minnesota with a grain of salt. The surefire NHLers on the Avs roster start and end with Jack Johnson. Maybe depending on how you feel about Curtis McDermott. That's about it for roster locks. <laughs> I, I do think this is interesting, though, because there are a handful of guys that are either fighting for a spot on the roster or fighting to not be in the next round of cuts in this lineup. You look at a Jason Poland, you look at a Riley Tufty, you look at a Ben Myers, even a Sam Malinsky. Who is this game the most important for in Colorado's lineup? I mean, I'll, I'll go first. Like guys like Tufty, guys like Poland, guys like uh, Steinberg playing or no? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. They're on the same boat in yeah. my book. Um, who's ahead? Who's below? It doesn't matter. They're all there. It, it, I always say it. It's a piece of ice, and it's two skates, your gloves, your stick. It's an opportunity to show the coaching staff what you're made of. It's an opportunity for the coaches to see what you can do, even though it is a preseason game, even though it is, uh, you know, not NHL lineups, so to speak, right? Um, so right there, you're auditioning to maybe not necessarily next week when the opening roster is, but maybe for in two months from now when there's a couple injuries. And then they're like, okay. I really like what he does because you know what? Even though he's a winger, he can win faceoffs on the right side as a PK guy. Or so you're putting opportunities in a game like that that you show what you can do. So I think it goes a long ways, and I think that's why you do play the preseason game. But I do believe this is the last preseason game where yeah guys are getting. I call them those cookies. You know what I mean? Like you get a cookie um, to to show what you can do, and then they'll get down to the more normal roster, right? You know, starting probably Sunday and then get down to business and, you know, really get some combinations going. And so that's what it's for. It's very important for, for some guys uh, to, to, to show what they can do. And I mean, some guys have done it and some guys have not done so much so far. And then it's another opportunity for them to show what they can do. It's an interesting separation for some of these players too, because there's a few that, are really in serious NHL roster spot contention. Sure. And that is boiled down to Ben Myers, Kiviranta, Olafson, in my opinion, on the forward side. Um, but, you know, PTO, Peter Holland is still kicking sure. around in that bunch as well. Tufty also is coming up the ranks too. I, I don't know how seriously that looks <clears throat> if Olafson and Kiviranta are ahead of him, but yeah. obviously we've talked about Jared Bednar admitting there's a hole in the middle and them trying Tufty there. There's then a lot of pressure on Ben Meyer specifically, who is a returning Avs player who has played under Bednar, has a lot to lose if things don't go well tonight. And then similarly on the D side of things, Sam Malinsky, who didn't have the best first showing in a preseason game, yep. has a lot to lose because he is someone that they can send up and down without worrying about waivers throughout the course of the season. So there's less pressure to have him start on an NHL roster and 
they could be comfortable having him start the year in Loveland. And so it's important for him to make a really big impression tonight, especially because he'll have a lot of opportunity in this lineup to be a player that they lean on quite heavily. I think he's going to be used in all situations so they can see what he's made of. And it's interesting, too. There's a lot of Minnesota guys on this lineup, so they're probably going to have friends and family in the building as well. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. That just adds another layer of something to play for that, we won't be able to see, but yeah, I, I think it yeah. will be nice. It You know, there's a, there's a lot of motive for guys to make tonight really count. Yeah. And, you know, it, I think it is interesting when you talk about preseason like this, because you hit a point where the first couple games, there are guys going hard, but certainly the NHL guys are, they're using these games to get up to speed. This is game three. You kind of mentioned, yeah, I would expect the guys battling for something to be going pretty hard. But then you take a look at a a Jack Johnson, a Curtis McDermott who, you know, roster battle or not, they're a known quantity. Is it time to for those guys to start going 100 percent or is it still a little bit too early for that? I think Jack Johnson is going 100 (laughs) percent. Those dangles. Yeah, the little shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, for someone like Brad Hunt, who is penciled in as a potential seventh, eighth man, but isn't solidly in that spot and has guys like Keaton Middleton coming up behind him vying for that. It's important for Brad Hunt to go hundred percent. And to be fair to Brad Hunt, I don't doubt that he won't either. He is a leader on and off the ice and whether he's going to be a leader among the Eagles group or with the Avs group moving forward, that's just who he is. So I don't doubt that he's someone going a hundred percent as well. But yeah, I, there, you look at these lists of lame names and there isn't a single person on here who shouldn't be going 100% at this point. All right. Now I'm sad we can't watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eric, yes. you've been through many preseasons. We're pretty strong believers that six preseason games is too many. Uh-huh. <laughs> How does it feel from the player's side when you have this really long run up to the season? I agree with you. And they used to be more. I mean, it used no to be thanks. like, I don't even know what Montreal, for example, does this year, but I know they used to be at 10-11. Oh, God. Um, that is like way too much. I, I think I think the magic number is three for me. You know what I mean? Sure. Like if you get into three and you had a good summer of, you know, obviously getting your body and uh, I'm talking about workout-wise and, you know, get ready for the grueling season. I think you need about three games to get your, your brain going back to, normal stuff and playing against opponents, not your own teammates. And, you know, which is, is there's a big difference going in the corner of practice, which you're, I don't care if it's Cogliano that's going hard. It's still not the same thing until you go against a real opponent. That's got a different Jersey and it makes a big difference. Uh, I think three is good, um, but it is good. I, I don't think you'll ever get to that. Um, yeah. But guys like back then, guys like Joe, whatever, they'd be like, just give me one game and I'm fine. <laughs> and, I, and I do believe for a guy like Makar, it's probably like one game and he's good to go. Yep. You know what I mean? Or, or even Nate. or Those guys are so well, elite. Based on Miko, it's zero games. Well, hey, that's, <laughs> he he that's, shows up opening night. And he's but good those to guys go. are such elite, world-class talents. You know, I'm talking about for the other pigeons like myself. <laughs> you, know, like, you probably need three games to get your bearings back and, you know, your, your, your head back into it and your – you're thinking and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I would say three is the name. I mean, the, the number. I'm here for, for three. <laughs> uh, Megan, you were at the Av skating in Colorado today. Anything interesting or is this uh, a whole bunch of dudes waiting around to see what happens after the, the game tonight for cuts? 
That depends on your definition of interesting. <laughs> I think a lot of people look at this lineup and they see an AHL lineup and lose a little bit of interest. One interesting thing is who they're going to be playing opposite of is bonafide NHL they're, players. They're getting so some of the big names from Minnesota. <laughs> that's going to make this a really big test. And as far as interesting, then they really just did special teams. So okay. I can only preview a little bit of what that looked like. And then they did some line rushes yesterday. But it was a mixed group because they had guys that are going on this trip yeah. split from it. So a little hard to say how that might shake out. Um, but they're going to give Malinsky PP too. And I think that's a big opportunity for him nope. um, because it is an interesting split then between these groups. Tufty is on PP1 and he was extremely frustrated at one point. Like it was going pretty well. I actually thought that the passing handling because they had him on the right side half wall um, – was going pretty well for him and his handling has been maybe a point of criticism before. So I'll be curious to see what he does with that opportunity then tonight. Um, if that is a skill that he can have at the NHL level, it's going to make Tufty's opportunity for a job a, a lot more, more compelling. Open, yeah. Absolutely. And he was extremely frustrated when he got worked off the puck um, by Peter Holland at one point. And I, I don't like to bring that up for a negative reason. It's more so that this is someone that I think it, we should engaged, keep an eye on yeah. exactly because he is so engaged. Um, and then just all the others that we're talking about, Ben Myers is on that second power play unit. Um, and he was a, he was taking a variety of looks, honestly. Um, he was in the bumper spot, but obviously moving around quite a bit. So a lot of opportunity for him, too, because... There's a few names in here that are competing for the same roster spot as him. And I think that's the big storyline to keep an eye on for tonight that we won't, again, be able to actually see. Keep an ear on it. Keep, an, the, ear, on keep an ear on it. Uh, look, I think as much as anything, they might be looking for guys to stay out of the box. You mentioned Olinsky had eight penalty minutes in his other game. He's going to have to take shifts against Kirill Kaprizov tonight. Uh, that guy could torch a few kids. Leave it that way. And that's why it's awesome. And that's, why, <laughs> and that's why it's awesome. No, but that's why it's awesome because you need to know what this is what the peak again. looks that's like. You yeah. need to know what this league is. Off. Yes. And that's and that should be a challenge if you're a young kid. And when I say young, like you've never played on the same ice as a guy like Kaprizov. So you want to test yourself. You want to see what you look like against these guys because you can say all you want that you, oh I can play in this league, but you have to go and show it. And this is an opportunity tonight. We're making fun of the game because it, I mean, you know what I mean? We're poking fun at it because it's not a real NHL game. But for some guys, it's a real NHL test. That's true. And and that's what you're seeing tonight. And that's why Bednar, Pratt, ben, the coaching staff is there and they're behind the bench. And you're treating this as a real NHL game. And, and you have to. And you have to see when the soup gets hot, like who stays in it? You know what I mean? And, and, and I think... Some guys will feel tonight after the game, if you have a few shifts against Caprice, I'm like, oh, okay, I got some ways to go. You know what I mean? And it's important to know where you're at in your development. And that's important for the, the management to see where they're at with their development. And it's, it's important for the coaches to see where they're at. So I think that's why you play preseason games. We just talked about it. It would be nice if it was less. But, uh, you know, it's a different purpose than some guys, you know, like like you said, Miko or... Like Megan said, Brad Hunt, he's going to go 100%. We know that. you know. But everybody's kind of got different perspectives on on those games. Uh, last thing I wanted to talk about with the roster here, and we can move into the rest of our conversation for today. And then in Holm, 
I know Bednar has gone on the record saying Annan's the number two with, with Francois out. How much opportunity is there for home to compete with Annan in this preseason and going forward through the AHL year? Right now, it's opportunity, but it doesn't seem to really be competitive with Annan's just because they're giving Annan a lot of runway here in preseason. For sure. Giving him the closer look. That's not to say, though, that this isn't important for home because they're one injury away from this being a call up to home. Yep. And in knowing that then they are looking at him closely as well. And I think there's some element of him getting acclimated to playing with a Colorado team in front of him, generally speaking, whereas Anunun has had a little bit of time to adjust to that. And so I think there's opportunity for home in time, and he's going to get plenty of it in Loveland, especially if Anunin is number two yeah. for Avs to start, then he's going to get a huge look in Loveland. But as far as taking Anunin's two spot right now, it just doesn't seem realistic with how much of a look they've given Anunin, and fairly so. Like He's been with the organization, with their development staff for longer. Yeah. They've invested those resources in him. They have a little bit more familiarity with what Anunin is. I think it's it's not just playing for the Avalanche, but it's playing for Parkila too, who has a pretty unique style yeah. when it comes to coaching goaltenders. There are a few things that he really specifically wants his goaltenders to do that he regularly works on with guys. And Holmes been with him for two weeks now, so totally agree. And right there, UC Parkila has done a good job, and Anion's been working with him, Peter Budai, you know, yeah. guys like that. So there's a familiarity. And when you have that, you feel more confident. I always say that about Bednar with JT Coffer. You know, it's just, there's a trust factor. There's yep. there's a f familiar face. It's, it's just normal. That doesn't mean that Holmes not a good goaltender. Right. I do believe he is a good goaltender. Um, again, he's never played one game in the NHL. Um, and I'm not saying that Eustace is. He's got a couple. He's, he's got, got a couple. couple. <laughs> uh, so there is a difference. But, but for them, it's a known commodity. They know what he's like. They know what he's like under pressure. They've seen him at the American League level. They've seen him in practice at the NHL level. They've seen it interact with teammates. His his partner in that mm -hmm. is a big difference. You know, so so he does have a big length, uh, lengthy advance against home. Um, now it comes down to do they feel he's capable of being a number two? And, you know, I know we'll talk about waivers and everything. Maybe we'll yeah, wait we'll about get that, that after. But, you know, but I do believe that I have confidence in him, and, and I do believe that that's where he makes his step, is gets that opportunity, and I think he he passes the test and he runs with it. Okay. And then in Believers <laughs> on the show today. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Illegal Pete's. You can get down to one of 11 locations here in Colorado to get delicious burritos. They have happy hour from 3 to 8 p.m. You can go enjoy the patio as we finally have had a couple of weeks of nice weather, not too rainy, not too hot. It's beautiful out there on Illegal Pete's patio. Some of the best queso around. You can not do any better there. Go check out their fresh ingredients. Get yourself a fantastic burrito down at Illegal Pete's. One just a couple blocks from the bar. Great place to uh, pregame if you're coming down to the bar for, you know, if it's Abs or Nuggets game, maybe happiness. If it's a Broncos game, eh, maybe a little bit of sadness. Uh, you know, I don't know. The, the Pete's can help fill the void a little bit of the depression. <laughs> Uh, go get yourself some illegal Pete's and then hit up DraftKings Sportsbook. When you go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook and use code DNVR to sign up for a new account, 
you can get $200 in free bonus bets when you jump on the train. DraftKings has a ton of different betting options for you, a ton of different bonuses. Uh, all customers get two new offers every game day for the rest of September. You can still get in on that. There's still some time left in September, so jump on that with your $200 in bonus bets when you bet $5 on any NFL action. Uh, jump on it with that DNVR code. You must use the DNVR code to get your $200 in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, you can call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, LA. Uh, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And I also have a pick of the week for you. I'm, it's not really my pick of the week. It's it's Megan and AJ's pick of the week. Who they both took Buffalo, Buffalo. yeah, to make the yes. playoffs. So if you want to, if you want a pretty decent bet, I mean, look, half, half the league makes the playoffs in the NHL, and you can get Buffalo at even money to make the playoffs. It's a good bet. It's a pretty good deal. Just throwing it out there. If you're looking for a futures bet at the NHL. That might be the one to take. So, but I, I like your read there, though, because I, I had to do it the other day, and I have a lot of respect for you. Right <laughs> Trust they, the the disclaimer used to not be that long. Trust me, it used to be easier, <laughs> but uh, now we now we got the long disclaimer. So mm-hmm. we made it through. We made it through. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Anything else we want to add to the game? Or are we ready to have the waiver conversation? It's loosely related to the goalie conversation and the waiver yep, conversation. And it was going. just a call out to the front office in choosing Arvid Holm over this offseason. It stood out as a, a different look because prior to that, it had been a Keith Kincaid, Jonas Johansson type that was alongside Eustace More and Loveland. More veteran-y. Yeah. More veteran-y. <laughs> and exactly the word Put I was going to use. the sauce on him. Right. <laughs> and Arvid Holm is a little bit of a younger and unproven, yep. but promising goaltender. And I think his waiver exemption status in knowing that Pavel Francouz might not be ready to start the season was a very calculated move. One, the upside of a promising young, young goaltender is fun. And two, they can also move home up and down throughout the season if they needed to, which is obviously not the ideal, but it was just a smart move from the front office to seek out that type of goaltender. So let me ask you the hard question then. If a goaltender that is backup capable comes available on the waiver wire, do you pull that trigger if you're Colorado or are you riding in and in? No, you pull that trigger still. They're very smart and forward thinking. And I think this is all a part of the plan. It's not a demerit of Eustace. I think he would be one year too soon than what they would like for him personally. Eric. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. It's just you need, and I agree with Megan. It's just that it's a crystal ball right now because you don't really yeah. know. And I know you can look at rosters and don't kid yourself. The Avs management have looked at the rosters and they and, and you have all the rosters in front of you. And then you're looking at it and, and then you're saying, okay, Team X, they're going to put Frankie. Or not Frankie, it's the wrong name because... We're all used to Frankie, but player X, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like through, and then 
does that make us a better team if you're the abs and then you're looking at it but then all that goes in the garbage if tonight in whatever detroit there's a game played and then all of a sudden there's an injury so every, you can't plan on that you know what i mean and i'm not saying we're saying to plan on this what i'm saying is i'm more than comfortable if i'm the avalanche that if there is no options i'm comfortable starting with obviously georgiev and then Aninen. um i do believe he can make that step uh but if like i said they will look at it and waivers are tricky. I mean, waivers are tricky. And I know I'm not saying people are ignorant to it. I, I know you guys know the rules, but maybe somebody out there listening it doesn't know the rule. And that doesn't make him ignorant. I'm saying, but there are a pecking order. There are. We'll talk about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's what I'm trying to say. So sometimes it's like, you, you, how come they didn't pick him up? It's not, it's not that easy. Um, but you got to remember, you pick someone up, you have to put them on your roster. Right. But I, but I'm comfortable. If it's Anninen at home, and you know, and, and even if I, I do believe Georgiev is going to play more games this year, I do believe he's capable of playing more games, and I know he wants to play more games. And even if you go four or five games that you don't play, in that situation, it's easy to just say, "You just go down there in Loveland, play mm -hmm. for a weekend." Home comes and sits on the bench, and then whoops, Anninen comes back. So it doesn't feel like. You haven't played, which as a goalie, you can go weeks without playing. It's tough. You can get as many shots as you want in practice. It's not the same thing as game situation. So, yeah, I mean, I do believe they're going to look at it. I do believe that if there's something that makes them, again, this cap, there's, there's, yeah, a, lot. there's a lot of factors. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot, of, lot factors. of factors. It all has to work. And then, but if not, I do believe they're comfortable going with. And you know, uh, and 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 home, for example, as two and three. For so whatever, whatever the time is. Again, we still don't know Frankie's right. situation, right? You know, which is it's all fair in games. I mean, we're all good, but we just know he's not there at the start. And and here's the kind of two competing factors with that. You know, if Frankie is out for a couple of weeks, a month, the early part of the season, October, there is not a ton of games. They have a good amount of off time, so you can have Georgiev play most of those games. You don't necessarily need a ton out of your backup at that point. If the injury is longer, then you start having a harder conversation on that. But the other side of this is look at the Alex Newhook deal. The Avs made over the off season. They are not in a position where they want to wait around and see if these guys can be good enough in those positions. They want to win right now and give themselves the best opportunity to do that. And if that is their backup goalie playing a handful of games or more before Francois is back, it's hard not to look at that waiver wire, I think. So, you know, we'll see ultimately what ends up happening. We'll see which goalies exactly end up being available. And we'll see how desperate other teams are to claim some of these guys. It is really interesting for a couple of reasons. One, because of the unique position of goaltender being one that you don't want to harm a young player's confidence yep. by putting them in a role that they might not quite be ready for prematurely. Like that would be of the detriment to Eustace's development if yep. they did that and wrote on him too heavily in that space. And like Eric was saying, if he's just sitting on a bench for gains, backing You're up your give, him at all, that's then, yeah. also not helping his development. So that's why I think what we see happen with the waiver wire will give us a better insight into what's going on with Pavel Francouz and his yep. projected status because Tampa Bay and the news of Vasilevsky and you know they're looking for somebody now. This exactly yeah. like it could be a competitive waiver wire goaltending market right now too in seeing that. And so 
the Avs, I think, are going to make the decision that is not out of desperation. And I think that they are also going to make the decision based on their belief of Pavel Francis. And I think that's just going to be something interesting to watch and why Spencer Martin might not be claimed by the Avs tomorrow. Yeah. They also know who Spencer Martin is. So that, <laughs> they're, that, they're familiar that with Spencer a, a Martin also. Uh, but I, I do want to jump on that as Eric kind of started mentioning. The Avs are in the bottom third of teams on the waiver wire list coming into this season. There are a lot of teams ahead of them that can make that claim and get a player before the Avs can. So my question is this, and we'll apply this to some guys we're going to talk about in a little bit too, but we can start with the goaltending. If Fransos is out for a significant amount of time, if you're looking at that waiver wire, would the Avs consider throwing a fifth round pick, throwing a, a deep end of their prospect pool prospect at someone to get that goalie without having to deal with the waivers? I, I think so. Okay. I mean, I think so. I'll, I'll jump on right now. Like, <clears throat> and, and what I was saying earlier about Anya, is you touched upon it. Uh, Georgiev, you touched upon it. You got to look at the schedule. Yep. There's months in a season that are way easier, and there's months that are way tougher. Um, I can tell you that it's not an exact number. It's when you play and which games you play. Sure. And and that makes a big difference. Um, a guy like Georgiev would probably want to play 70. And, and I'm just being no, honest. I, I'm not telling I you hear that's you, the right but number. The no, modern no. NHL, yeah, no, nobody no, plays I, I get that. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying Prey wants to play more. But if you look at the schedule, and we don't know when Frankie's coming. We don't know if he is coming. We, we're just speculating. But if you look at the start of their season, yeah, there's he can go on a pace of 75 games. I'm not telling you he's going to play 75 games. We can get the majority of the games and then figure out where they're at with Frankie. Now, as far as, you're right, Tampa now, you got Vasilevsky. I do believe, I don't have the list right now of the waivers, you know, like who's ahead yeah, of them. Sure. I, would, I would assume that Tampa's ahead Tampa of them. Tampa is, is, is ahead, yeah. ahead of them. So, yeah, it's like you can all say, you are, like, oh, how come they didn't claim him? You know, Tampa snatched him. No, Tampa's ahead of them in the pecking order. But That's just one example. If, if, if there's a valued commodity that they like. The only teams that are behind are the final four. And then it's like a couple of teams out east. And but you got to remember it. when you take someone, just for people to understand, you take someone, then you go back to the bottom of the list. Right. Yeah. It's not just the standings. Is you took someone, and I'm not. I don't even know when the last time the Avs took someone, but you go back to the bottom of the pecking order. Yep. So there's there there is an order. There is a, a thing, and, and and people sometimes say, "Oh, that team, you know, slapped on on the switch." No, it didn't. <laughs> You don't even know that they put a claim on because it's not out there that you put a claim right. in and you just didn't get rewarded because there was a team that was ahead of you. Um, but I do believe the abs look and you have time to study and see what you need to do. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not that ignorant to it in a sense that you have the team to win the Stanley Cup and then you're saying, okay, you know what I mean? Here we are in January and Frankie's not there for whatever reason. Are we comfortable going with Anion and Holm? Probably not. So I, I do believe they're going to pull the trigger and go get somebody somebody that's got more experience, and, and as they should, uh, as I would do, as you would do, and I think you would do too. So I don't know that I would, to be honest with you. No, I, I don't know. For, for waivers, I mean, sure. Giving up assets, I don't know that well, I would Well, I mean, at that. some point, you got to protect yourself too. You know what I mean? What if something happens? And, you know, it's like, yeah. And you never know. I mean, I, the Vegas thing is, Golden Knights won with Hayden Hill. So the thing I, is, and I'm not bashing Hayden Hill. Yeah, I'm saying, no. but that's. 
I've also watched the Evs year on year give up an asset for a goalie that plays two games for them, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I struggle with that a little bit. But Is there some trust, too, in how they've filled the goaltending position that this is something they will review very smartly, the gamble they took on Georgiev Kemper before that? Yeah. and. Grubauer. I don't know why I almost called him Jagir. That is not his name. Uh, <laughs> they both start with G. It's... They both start with G. Yeah. Before that, now that's obviously at the starting position. And it's very different from a waiver wire pickup or a trade that requires giving up assets, yeah. which I don't know. Those are two interesting parts of the conversation because I know that would be the ideal for the team opposite Colorado. And they have a little bit more say then in who they're seeking out more specifically there yep. rather than the gamble of waivers. But I do think it's something that they won't sit on if the prognosis for Pavel Francos isn't looking great. Be aggressive, as they say. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by the fantastic folks over at the ad read that I totally have prepared and know what it is. It's, it's Shady Rays. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. Should have worn my sunglasses so I could see the read. Uh, go to ShadyRays.com, use code DNVR when you purchase. If you get two pairs of sunglasses or more, you get 50% off your entire order. They have a fantastic product. It's been given five stars by over 250,000 people. They really are great sunglasses, and they're for an affordable price. You don't have to pay like Oakley-level prices for good sunglasses. You go to Shady Rays. They also have other products, too, like goggles for skiers and snowboarders as uh, we start to inch closer towards mountain season. Uh I don't know. I do snowboarders wear goggles. I don't know. I'm a, I was a skier. I was lame. So I, too. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they wear something, but like, do they wear sunglasses or goggles? You know, are they too cool for goggles? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> anyway, get your shade. Hey, look at the goggles right there. Uh, get your shady rays today. Shadyrays.com. If you're local, they do have a brick and mortar in the park meadows mall. Uh, also brought to you by the folks over at Bacchus and Shanker. If uh, if you get injured like Pavel Francos and you're not sure about the diagnosis and it wasn't your fault, make sure you hit up Bacchus and Shanker at 222-2222 today uh, or coloradolaw.net. Either way, they'll give you a free consultation. You can go over there. They will hear your case. If you've been injured in, in any way, basically. You had a car accident. If it was at work, if you're riding a scooter downtown, if a uh, random hobo tried to attack you, who knows? Any any sort of situation where you have been injured and you're not at fault, they've got your back. If they think you have a case, they will take your case on for completely nothing up front. They only get paid when you win. So make sure you get over with Bacchus and Shanker. They're very good at this. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the 25 years they've been doing it. So they will, uh, they will win you the money that you deserve. Go check them out, coloradolaw.net or the two number. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Look, the name that has been swirling about Twitter for the waiver wire has been Connor Timmins coming from Toronto. He's having a very good preseason. Toronto does have a few too many defensemen. One, should the Avs be in on Timmins? Could he be a number six? Could he push a Jack Johnson to a number seven role? Two, if the Avs are in on Timmins... Do you think they could actually get him off the waiver wire or will he get claimed before he gets to Colorado? Well, that one first, maybe or you want me to go? You go first. All right, that's fine. Um, here's my take on it. What's he at again? Was he a one, one? 
Yeah, mind. it's it's very small contract, which they would have to make room for. But that's but. exactly. It's not, you know, it's not a two-way guy that, you know, a Keaton Middleton or, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that it's true. easier to, you know. Um, what's my take on it? Uh, Toronto, obviously, he, he had a little bit of success last year in Toronto, yep. right? I mean... He's been a good hockey player when he's healthy. Like you, you, you have new management in Toronto. Yep. Um, we don't, we don't know. I, I, I don't know what people are speculating that he's gonna. Again, every team does that. They have all the rosters. They, everyone speculates. Oh God, you know, what I mean, he's gonna get. You know, he's gonna be the guy that gets through. It's easier to push if I'm Toronto, and that's my. If I'm Toronto, and my thought process is that we're sending. Connor Timmins down. I do it now. <laughs> I don't wait longer because <laughs> the longer you don't wait, don't give anybody the another more look. Get yeah. Again, we talked about that earlier. You claim a guy on waivers, yeah, you have to keep him on your roster because if you throw him back down, then obviously that team that lost him on waivers take can him just back. take yep. him, put it down on waivers. I mean, uh, uh, in the minors without yep. clearing anything. Um, and that's why sometimes you see um, nowadays, like, it has to fit your cap. You know, so those yeah. contender teams like the Avalanche, it, it, it could be just a couple hundred grand, but there is a difference. There is a difference. I'm not saying it's a major difference, but you have to talk about it and you have to know that, you know, it's not as easy as it sounds. Well, and, and um, this is the conversation that yeah. the Avs have to have if they are interested yeah. in claiming Timmins. Would you rather have Timmins on your NHL roster or would you rather have a Frederick Olofsson, a Ben Myers, a Curtis McDermott? One of those scratches that you were planning on carrying in your lineup would now have to go to the minors. When they moved on from Trevor, uh, Trevor Timmons, sorry, Connor Timmons, <laughs> Trevor Timmons, scout. Um, when they moved on from him, you know, th there was a reason they moved on from him. And, and, right, there was the injuries and all that kind yep. of stuff and needing a fresh start somewhere else. And and I think the Az have been awesome about that and giving guys a chance to, you know, go get a different lease on their career, right, which yeah. is awesome. No, not every team does that. I'm not pumping the abs tires, but it is true. I think C-Mac and, and company have been awesome about those things. So, and you got to remember the kid came from far, you know, with yeah. those injuries and uh, now he goes to Phoenix. It didn't, you know, okay, you know, but then he has a little bit of success last year in Toronto, last 40 games. New management comes in. New management comes in. It's just, it's the end for a few guys. It's just the way it is. New it, coach, new GM. Look, you know, Dubas is out, so all the Greyhounds got to go. That's how, you know that's how mean, it works. You know what I mean? So now, yeah, exactly. You know how it is. <laughs> and then you go back, and what were the Avs thinking about him? It wasn't that long ago. What is that, two years ago that he was here, right? Yeah. So it's maybe they, you know, I hate the word like or not like, but they, maybe they felt that he wasn't a fit for them. You know what I mean? And that's why they moved on from him. So that's not going to change their opinion two years later. Um but you're right. Now you have to look on a board and say, okay, if we do claim this, which I do believe he's a good uh, serviceable NHLer, I do believe he would get claimed by another team before the Avs. That's just my, th that's just me, you know. Yeah, I um, do too. <laughs> and I think that he's make again. We talked about that earlier today about guys making teams make decisions. So he got two goals to assist last night. I don't care that it's he still got two goals to assist, yep. and it's a preseason NHL game. Yes, it's not an NHL game, but now you're 
every game that you are at, there's about 20, 25 teams looking at you. And maybe you're not fighting for a roster spot on your team, but you're fighting for a roster spot on someone's team in the NHL. Mm -hmm. I used to have a coach, Mark Crawford, former Avalanche coach, in the minors, reminded us every day at the American League level, you might not have room for you in Toronto, but there's other teams looking at you. And you have to have that mentality. So what Connor Timmons is doing right now is he's showing the, okay, you know what I mean? So I'm showing everybody that I can be serviceable. So I do believe because there's still an upside to his game, you know, and he plays a smart game. I do believe somebody picks him up before the abs do. So we'll never know the answer in my book. Yeah, I don't think he makes his way to the Avs, yeah. but I do think they would have interest in him because I sure. think he was a means to an end in getting Darcy Kemper. They needed a, a goaltender to bring them to the Stanley Cup, and they found that in Darcy Kemper. You know, whether yeah. you feel one type of way about his overall performance, he was a strong goaltender in the regular season and helped carry them to the finish line despite injuries. And that is actually a pretty high honor for Connor Timmons to be the piece that they move to bring about Darcy Kemper. And yep. so I don't doubt that the organization probably still views him in a positive light to some extent. But what's interesting is Arizona recognized that Connor Timmons was not going to pass through waivers. And so they orchestrate a trade to at least get something in return. Toronto has to be also aware of this fact then if Arizona this was aware exactly of this fact. exactly where I'm heading. Yep. And so Toronto, one, has some decisions to make because yep. you know who also had a, a really great preseason last year? Dennis Morgan, and he eventually, <laughs> after a waiver claim in Dryden Hunt, became a and return a trade, yeah. because you know who was watching Dennis Morgan's terrific preseason? Colorado. Yep. And so this is where Connor is Timmons is playing for more than just Toronto right now. Like yep. Eric is saying, there are a lot of other teams watching him. So whether Toronto decides to protect the asset, because there's no way he's clearing waivers. That's the bottom line. I and agree. Toronto has to know that at this point. Yep. And that's where I don't think he makes his way to Colorado, as I think that We'll see, too. There's a few D that Pittsburgh put on the waiver wire, and we'll see if those really get snatched up or not. Yep. People could be waiting to see what Toronto decides to do with Connor Tendons, but that's sort of where I'm at with it is, one, I think Toronto will be incentivized to try and protect him and maybe make a tougher decision on a more veteran D player that they have to Fair. pass through waivers. Um but at the end of the day, I think Timmons is pretty solid in terms of getting an NHL opportunity oh, somewhere. Oh, he'll be in the NHL. And, and that's... Same question as the goaltenders then. What's the price? If the Avs really want Timmons, how much would they be willing to give? A fifth? A fourth? A sixth? A random insert prospect here? I don't... Like, I wouldn't even entertain it. I wouldn't recommend that route for Colorado. Okay. No, I love Connor Timmons. No, but I, I don't know that totally giving fair. up assets to... Get or a player that they... 6D at best. <laughs> right. Yeah. That they moved on from... Again, there was a means to an end. I understand why they had to do it. Um, I don't know if it'd be advice just because they are still taking a gamble on an injury history track that record that's a bit unsteady, at least. And they can't afford to be taking that risk right now. And, and I'll add to it, like I said, I said when the Avs decided to move on from Connor Tim, there's a reason you're moving on from a guy. Mm -hmm. I understand somebody says about Kemper. No, I understand it was, a, it was I understand it went and got <laughs> Kemper. That's not what I'm saying. But you got to remember, when you make a trade, you don't say, I'm trading Rudo for Megan. It's not <laughs> how it works. So the abs I'd trade me for Megan. Well, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's you got to remember, a lot of times they're not saying, we want Kemper. 
Okay. The Avs are dead set on and ended up being what? A first? Yeah, first Timmons, Timmons. which is a 32nd overall pick. Yeah, essentially a a first. But you got to remember, the Avs might have said, again, we're speculating. I just want people to understand. Like, they might have said the Avs, we're giving you Timmons. And they're saying, no, we want a second round pick. And the Avs are saying, no, I'm not giving you a second round pick. And again, we're giving you Connor Timmons or player B or player C. And that's how it works. And you get the pick of the litter. Many times they give you choices and you, but what I'm trying to say is the Avs did put Timmons out there in that choice. There's a reason. Okay. We're willing to move past them. And that's what I'm trying to say. Just to play devil's advocate a little bit. Sure. They were in a bit of a bidding war with Edmonton for Kemper. So they probably had to give up a little bit more than they wanted Mm to, but but we'll never know. That's it's what not. We'll never know who that's else was there, right? Like, we, don't we don't know that they yeah. didn't say. That's what I'm trying to say. We won't yeah. give Sean Barron. Right. right. Well, exactly. 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 And I'm not giving you my second. Exactly. Because you got to remember, picks are valuable more than players. They yeah. are. They are. I mean, depends on the player, but yeah. Well, no, but I'm saying, but Connor, it, you know, it was a well, right. injury prone like, guy, a, a, you know, and he's, you well, know, and you're looking at value there, and that wasn't Alex Newhook in that deal, which that's it. Yeah, they would not have deals. What I'm saying is easier after to say, but you gotta remember at that time, it's not made public right. what the trade is. Yeah, you know, for sure. Mean, that's all I'm trying to say. I knew it was Kemper. It's not what I was saying. I was saying is, it's you. You decided to. You're putting that name down, and, and right. it's not that easy to do because it's, it's a business. It's yeah. a business, and sometimes you're hard set on. No, I'm not putting player X. Whether it was untouchables, or, yeah, that's it. But they moved on because there, there's a reason why you move on to because it's always like, well, because of this, this and that. That's it. Arizona included, you yeah, know, totally in making a tough decision, but ultimately deciding to part ways. Yep. I can tell you guys names that were put back then on big trades. And it's like, Ooh, thank God they picked that one you know, because <laughs> it's like, you know, but you got to make it available sometimes. It's not just like that player. And then they talk to their staff and then they go. And then sometimes it works for you. And then sometimes it's like, oh, God, we dodged a bullet there. And, <laughs> hey, but it's I, easier said four years later. There's a know? world where Robin Regeer ends up being Alex Tangay, right? What's With that? Those- Woof, you read my mind. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had, well, I mean, they had, who were the other two first round picks that year? It was Scott Parker, Robin Regeer. Tangay and Tangs then, and uh, Martin Skula. There you go. So four of that first. I'm, first I'm sure they said, oh, hey. Whatever. Which of these first do you want in that that's deal, right? Yeah. So that's how it works sometimes. It does. Do uh, the Avs need to up the ante and give Ivan Ivan an NHL contract? <laughs> Just to move him? <laughs> Just to move him? No, that's where I was going with this. But I did, I did want to get to the forwards. And I think, at least for me, unless, you know, obviously if someone way over talented comes on the waiver wire, you do what you do. But... It doesn't really seem like there should be any room for the abs to be targeting forwards on the waiver wire this season. Not just because, hey, you have Ben Myers, you have Olofsson. You have guys down the lineup, whether that's a, a Poland or if you want to give Ivan Ivan a deal or or name your guy that you like. <laughs> name guy that you like. Yeah. Would they even consider forwards or do you think hard out on it? I would say hard out on it. Okay. Fair enough. Probably. Yeah. I, but you just said, you know, like if a name compelling yeah, enough yeah. did land if, if on the waiver wire. If a 30 point guy right. comes on the waiver wire. Like, I'm well. not even <laughs> thinking about some of these people yeah, right. being available. So I guess that's a fair point. Like if there was 
a center option. Yeah, four C could uh, could entice them. <laughs> with what we're seeing shake out with Ben Myers and Hefty, I could see the Avs being tempted by it for someone who's NHL ready right now that Jared Bednar would trust there. But I mean, I'm personally pretty happy with the forwards. Okay, Darren Helm, unretire. Unretired. <laughs> and you gotta remember Helm. too, and, and I know we're talking about it, but you know. There'll be a lot of guys that go through waivers this week, next week. Oh, yeah. And you will that's see That's what we're talking about. It, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And that you will see traded, exact point that you're talking about, that you will see traded, I don't know, four weeks from now. And then I always hear that sometimes. It's like, well, you could have claimed them for free. No, I know, I know you could have. You like them, but it doesn't work for you at that time because your number of contracts, mm -hmm. because of whatever it is. And then you're like, okay. Now he's cleared. Now he's in the minors. I'll give you Rudo and I'll take Megan because you're both cleared, right? Does that <laughs> yep. make sense? So yeah. it's like, it's I way mean, I more think it's roster important. flexibility. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. It's very important. And that's Which, what, you know. Honestly, the position you see that happen most in is goaltender, where yes. they can yes. have a goaltender down in the minors and they have that 30 day flexibility of, of the waivers and, when that happens. And that's so. why if I'm Toronto, I, I, I put Connor Timmons down now mm -hmm. if, if that's their plan. Maybe, sure. Again, we're speculating. Right. Maybe they're he's in their top six in their mind because they're doing something else with somebody else. Right. We don't know that. They're not going to tell us. But if you want to put someone through, earlier the better. Do it quick. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not just Connor. Anyone. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I look. I know it's technically not a waiver claim, but Frederick Olafson essentially a waiver claim for Colorado this off season. Who, if they have to make a tough decision. His preseason has been good so far. If it continues to be good, other teams are watching yeah. Frederick Olsson. That's why I do kind of consider him an asset that I want them to make smart decisions around where sure. Ben Myers then becomes a little expendable because they can bring him back up from Loveland more easily. Yeah. I don't doubt that other teams are watching Frederick Olsson closely as well. All right. If Joe Sackick gets something for Frederick Olsson in a trade... Is he actually a genie? <laughs> He's a genie. Yeah. I think people need to just not answer Sackick's call. Well, uh, Chris McFarland's, McFarland's calls. Yes. My apologies. When when McFarland needs to get it over the edge, he calls up Joe and says, Joe, go sign this. Can you go call sign from a different number? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. You go on the line and say, I'm Joe Sackick, and they get the deal done. All right. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's it's you're talking about that like Kivaranta. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, totally. I, mean, I, wait, I don't know what the Avs are thinking. I mean, obviously, you think something about him if he's here, right? You right. Know, there's a reason why he's here. But if I'm Kivarenta, like, I'm playing for 32 teams. I'm not oh, playing for the Avs this Specifically, this yeah. I, I, I'm not playing for the Avs. I'm playing for a spot in the NHL. And, and every night that I get to put a jersey on, if it ends up being the Avs, awesome for me. But there's people I mean, watching. I, you, know? I, you look at a, the skill set of someone like Kivi Ranta, and yep. he, I'm sure he's being honest with himself. He's probably saying, hey, my skill set, maybe someone like Chicago takes a look at me. Sure. Maybe someone like Anaheim takes a look at me. <laughs> sure. His skill set doesn't make a ton of sense in a bottom six of a cup contending team. It's just the reality of what he does well yeah. on the ice. But there's teams in the NHL that they look, I don't know, Chicago. Okay, great. You know, a, a team that's not near the playoffs last year, obviously, right? So now they're saying, look at a couple of young guys, and they're like, ah, maybe it's not the right thing for us to keep him. Let's put him in Rockford, or let's put this guy back in juniors, and then we'll take Kivirata yeah, exactly. to yeah. come play 60. And if he does well, you know, they, they come trade a career deadline. Out of it. Yeah. Or, or you keep him or come trade deadline, you, you get a third or four, whatever it is, yeah. right? I've seen 
Vlad Nemesnikov has made a career stranger. out of being that guy. That's, yeah. Yeah. Who was that? Vlad Nemesnikov. 100%. Yep. That's my point. So yep. you never know five, six months from now what's going to happen. But, you know, that's why you have training camp. That's why you have PTOs. That's why you have things, you know, guys are lost in the shuffle a little bit. And then you have to yep. bring yourself back up right where you, you think you belong and where somebody thinks you can help them. There you go. Any uh, any final notes on the waiver wire? No, no. There's always one guy that unexpected ends up there, and the sure. abs won't get him because again they're too deep on the wire. <laughs> on the wire, but some team will be uh, very happy yeah. with someone they end up with. For sure. Uh, the abs have done a good job of it for a long time, but anyway, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, I'm sure the waiver wire makes NHL GMs want to drink. So <laughs> go get yourself a Breck brew. If you're having some of those conversations, you can get the Broncos country. If you like sadness or you can get the avalanche Amber, if you like joy and happy things, mm-hmm. uh, take your pick on that. They have dozens of flavors, eight different kinds here at the DNVR bar. So come down and check them out here. Get your Breck brew today. You can find it at your local liquor store with the Breck beer locator online at breckbrew.com. And if beer is not your thing, maybe Breckenridge distillery is your thing. You can go get yourself some incredible whiskey, award-winning stuff for like a dozen years running at this point. They also have a new Broncos vodka to match their uh, whiteout uniforms. I would like to white out every time I walk into Broncos game. Uh, <laughs> it's very good alcohol, though, genuinely. They have a lot of awards won. You can also get yourself in on the competition to win sweet tickets to a Broncos game for the New Year's Eve game against the Chargers. Jump in on this hashtag Broncos bourbon on Instagram with your favorite picture of Broncos players to get entered into the competition. They will narrow it down on December 1st to their favorite picks. And once they do that, they will have a fan vote to get the winners and decide who gets the tickets to the Breckenridge Breckenridge bourbon whiskey suite for that New Year's Eve game, which is a great way to spend New Year's Eve. Once you get down to the vote, make sure you go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash Bourbon of Denver Broncos to get your votes in and pick a winner. Check them out. They they really do make great stuff. It's more than just hard liquor, too. They have seltzers. They have other options. They'll be at our tailgates if you want to give them a test. So go try it. BreckenridgeDistillery.com. Available in all 50 states. You can shop your local re- retailer or you can order online where that is allowed. That is it for today's show, I guess. We're going to get out of here. Uh, we will be back live tomorrow, given that we can't watch the game. I'm sure we'll talk about what we hear from it. But <laughs> take it with a grain of salt, whatever comes out of this game, because we're not actually going to be able to see it. Uh, and I I don't know if it'll come tomorrow, but I would expect a pretty big round of cuts coming from Colorado fairly soon, whether that's Saturday, maybe after Sunday's game. I don't know. But it's coming. And uh, that's when I think the conversations really start. The next round of cuts, you're going to see there'll be still people battling for spots, but it's going to get serious at that point. You get down to business. As a coaching staff. All right. Let's let's get our real combos going. Let's get everything going. And, you know, no offense to everybody else, but coaches want to they want to get down to their numbers as quick as possible. Or management sometimes a little more like, hey, well, let's wait. We want to see this guy longer, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Uh. Anyway, I am going to get us out of here. We appreciate all of y'all for hanging out with us today. We will be back tomorrow. We are off Saturday. We will have a post game for you on Sunday's game. So 
Keep it tuned in to DNVR. Like and subscribe. That really helps us out a ton here on YouTube. If YouTube is not your thing, if you like listening in the car, things like that, we're also a podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, all of those locations. So give us a listen there. We appreciate you, and we will see you on the next one.